This podcast is intended for advisors and staff at the cooperators. The views and opinions expressed are those of the subjects and do not necessarily reflect the official position of the cooperators. You are listening to the Advisor Network Podcast, where your fellow advisors share tips, stories, and lessons learned. Being a new advisor is like being thrown into the deep end of the pool. You're faced with some pretty intimidating goals. Now, I'm not sure that analogy completely works, but you get the idea. Corey Young is an advisor in Waterloo. When he started 10 years ago, he was new to insurance and looking for a quick way to build his business. That's when he discovered Group Benefits. I came from the auto industry. I was there for 15 years. Um, But yeah, I had no insurance background whatsoever. And when I came in, I did notice that there was some pretty... uh, intimidating numbers from from others and and for me uh, I looked at group as being somewhere that we didn't really focus on so it was a way for me to kind of you know make a name too or I could kind of jump into a product that uh, I, I found I had a chance at as an advisory to start out with a kind of a target I think it was a 100 or 200 prospect list and I contacted all my old friends and contacts and clients and a factory I'd worked in right at a high school almost every single person I targeted through there was still dealing with the group benefit providers that that I had started with. And ironically, I still had them too uh, for, a, for an old pension. The company told us that, you know, this these are the people we have our faith in. We're putting our benefits and our pension in with them. And so should you. And like they did. <laughs> all these years later, they all still had that same provider. It just made me think what a great opportunity for me because I, I could be that person. I wanted to be the group benefit provider. I'd, I'd get the, the corporation for their group benefits to get the plan in place, but then I'd become everyone's advisor within that plan. So, you know, I started looking at, you know, if the company had 25, 50, 100 employees, those are all now potential clients and, and loyal ones at that too. So it, uh, it kind of grew from what I, what I thought it would be. But um, yeah, benefits was uh, just a way to grow multiple lines of business with, with one plan. So Corey, your experience was that it was easier to make progress in group benefits than other product lines. When I started targeting commercial clients, that seemed to be something that everybody did. So I didn't get as much traction with that. I'd say, hey, you know, when, when does your renewal come up? And I know well, I've been with a person, it's a cousin, friend, relative, whatever. Uh, when I asked them the same question, can I get your benefit renewal? They're like, oh, sure. No one's looked at this thing for 10, 15 years. Here you go. And that actually is how I got my biggest client is they weren't really being serviced. And they were at that time 200 people. It was a fairly big group. And uh, I found a huge gap in the market where they're not... If you're, you know, 500 plus, you're probably being serviced well, but it leaves a lot of opportunity for everyone in between. It's just a different way of coming, you know, and approaching things uh, and not knowing anything in this business. I didn't know where to start, so I didn't really care. I'd throw a bunch of things at the wall and this one happened to stick. I think you might be uh, downplaying that a little bit, Corey, because uh, clearly you saw an opportunity and you took advantage of it. Uh, you intuitively understood that group benefits was an advice-based product. For sure. It's, it's, it's an advice-based product that uh, can be kind of fun building these plans. I mean, especially if they've, you know, sometimes they've got a plan and they don't, they don't understand it. Just listen to them. Like, what, what's your point of pain? Uh, what don't you like about the plan? Well, my, my paramedicals, uh, well, let's fix it. With also letting them know that it's often abused and you got to be careful with uh, but if they're the owners, maybe they could put their plan up to 500 per paramedical and uh, maybe do something different for the staff. Or 
if they're if they're an existing benefits user, we can look at their you know kind of their history and see what's good and bad. If they've got a good track record, maybe that's something they could look at enhancing or give them the decisions. But basically, let them know we can build this plan to whatever they want, tailor to all their needs. Corey, would you say you do more net new plans or pick up existing plans? For me personally, I put in a lot more new plans than I do take over others. Um, and a lot of them have, have actually had benefits in the past, but again, they probably weren't explained. Um, they've got a, a kind of a poor taste in their mouth, and that's a great opportunity to bring them back in and say there's there's safeguards here. Like what if what you didn't like before was the rates going up all the time? Well, put some safeguards on the health and dental to prevent that and, you know, put in extra measures with doing a, a touch base maybe every in, within the six months uh, before it renews. So if there's issues on the, in the uh, claims experience, nip it in the bud before it becomes a major issue, you know, and then, the, and there's, there's safeguards there too, to keep it sustainable for them. Cause there's, there's nothing worse than putting a plan in place, getting everybody excited and then finding out that it's not sustainable and we have to cancel it because no one can afford it. So as a new advisor, you went out to friends and people you had existing relationships with. At some point, I would think you'd begin to exhaust that network. Where to next? For anybody out prospecting, I mean, every one of your commercial clients and for that matter, home and auto, because there's a lot of small businesses, too, that have two or three employees that would could qualify. Uh, all your edge clients, you know, those are ones, too. Those are prime uh, opportunities sitting there. You might have put that plan in place and it was just, just a one-person show. And now they've got four or five people working there that have, you know, become, they're now eligible. Because the difference between an edge plan with no, with the pre-existing condition rules compared to a, you know, a group plan, or it's night and day. So you have a meeting with a prospect. Uh, you know, what are the, what are the key things you want them to know? Where do you start? I think that piece now I've brought up enough, it, it, it comes pretty simple. It's it's just a matter of asking, do you have benefits? Yes or no? Uh, and then from there, you know, so did you know? I mean, you know, you can get uh, through the pandemic, like some of our um, employee assistance programs are pretty attractive now too, because it, more and more people are needing to talk to somebody that uh, it's a nice thing to go back and, and reiterate to your current clients that you've got this, this is, this is what it's for. Um, but yeah, that's just it's just bringing it up and talking about it and discussing it and, and letting them know what's available. Uh, and for a retention tool, uh, it's invaluable. I mean, it's one of those things you can say. It's I mean, it might cost the business owner three hundred bucks a month for their plan, but you know, if you've got three kids, it can go a long way. And it's peace of mind. It's one of the, it's kind of like life insurance. It's one of those mm -hmm. things. It's nice to know you have it if you do need it, <laughs> which you will, especially for things like you know high price medications and stuff. If that comes up, it. Uh, it's, it's, it's definitely peace of mind. I know my staff, I mean, that's that's how I attract talent sometimes too, is that we've got 100% paid coverage and it's, it's a great plan. Yeah, good point, Corey. It can be a really valuable tool in retaining your staff. So you've put a plan in place. How do you take the next step from dealing with the owner and connecting with the staff? Sometimes we're brought in ahead of time to kind of you know, if the staff, it's a 50-50 plan, it is a good idea to bring the staff in at that point so they can kind of build this plan as theirs. And and I want that. I mean, I really want them to, to think it think it's theirs. I, I hate hearing things like, ah, it's a, you know, I pay for this. I want to use every benefit I can. And people are like, they're trying to actually use every cent of it. Um, when we can bring them in early and say, like, it, it's there when you need it, but don't abuse it. You know, these are, it'll affect your rates and you pay half. So if you don't want a price increase, let's... <laughs> Let's let's work together on this. So they, they you know they've kind of bought in. Uh, 
if they weren't brought into that process, I mean, I like to bring the packages to them. And I start that conversation off based on, like, uh, if they've had benefits, like, I appreciate that. But if you give me two seconds, I like, just walk them through the plan. Um, there's lots of times they don't understand a good part of the coverage is or what that actually means. And that's a nice, you know, once we can kind of build that relationship a little bit, then it moves to the next levels and we start talking about their stuff. And ideally, there's a pension plan in place and you can kind of work with that as well and, uh, and bring that into the full conversation. Because in any financial planning situation, you're dealing with uh, any needs analysis. One of the big things that could hurt us is loss of income. So disability, if that's into the benefit plan, we're already kind of we're utilizing all those pieces to to build that plan. And, you know, thank goodness your employers put that in for you because it's expensive if you buy that individually. And if they were okay with that, like we can sometimes we'll even monetize that and we can use that towards their, their financial plan because it's covered by their employer. So it's really an easy way for you to build credibility and, and relationships with people you don't know because you're coming in as an expert uh, and it's really, it's only good news that you bring. That's the 100%. You take the time to actually sit there and explain it to them. And, you know, a lot of times I, you know, I, I talk to the plan members and they're buying travel insurance and they have it in their plan. They don't even know it. The trip coverage that we offer in our benefits is phenomenal. It's five million of coverage. So, you know, you're, you, you know, you become that specialist. So if, you know, they, you build that relationship, they trust you there. It's an easy way to move it to the next level and say, okay, hey, I don't know how to express how powerful that is when you, you sign up one business and they pass you 30 leads because <laughs> you're you know and then that goes it just branches out from there if you can make the right uh, impression on those people and follow up it I, just today I'm, I'm dealing with an address change on a they have a pension plan with us uh, benefits and pension it was a simple thing it was an address change but I mean he, they reach out to me we get it done uh, you know and there's a bunch of people on this person's crew in particular that that we deal with and they just said well just just email Corey he'll take care of it the first few years of groups that I put in, like, I think I'm still dealing with those those referral networks, <laughs> you know, so I don't think there's a start and end to it. It just uh, keeps evolving. And it's been an essential part of my growth. Corey, some advisors might be thinking, like, I don't know anything about group benefits. Tell me about the support they can get from the group benefits team. The first group I got was way above me. It, uh, I would have never got that without the team around. I mean, I when it was approached me, like, do you guys do benefits? I said, oh, yeah. And do you think you could do something of our size? I had no idea. <laughs> I said, sure. And then we brought the right people in and they'll help you as much or little as you want, which is which is really good. I mean, and on a drop of a dime, there's been times I'll I'll call Sherry Mitchell or Ted Broom and can you help me out? They're, they're there like uh, with full presentations. Uh, they're much better speakers than I am. I couldn't have done those groups without them. That's for sure. But uh the support in terms of the day to day, like I like helping out with some of these pieces with the address change and whatnot. Um, but if I'm busy and I can't do it, I can. I know I have that resource to follow through. And I always find when you're when you're building your PNC book, you get so far and then you need another another support staff. This is completely opposite. That's not my worry. <laughs> if we keep getting in bigger, more and more groups, they'll deal with getting in the resources to help us out. Whereas I'm not. So it's a. Uh, I've often heard people say, well, the commission rates are different from here to other companies. I, maybe, I don't know. But uh, if they don't have the same help and resources that we get with this, then it really, that's not relevant because it'll be back to the same part of having to hire to cover all that. Um, they're there when you need them, that's for sure. Would you say we're competitive in the market, Corey? 
<laughs> ultra competitive. I, uh, Sherry and I were talking about this not that long ago. But, uh, I, we pretty much get everything we quote. I look back at the our retention levels. I mean, there's they are the, the one of the largest groups that when I keep speaking of, they have put us to market twice now, and we've been fine. Um, and now they're three times the size they were when we brought them in, so they're way more attractive than they ever were. In all the groups we've signed, I don't. We may have lost a, a couple or few, and and most of the ones I lose, it's due to the company closing. It's not uh, due to pricing. Um, and that one recently, it really had to do with their claims experience. And we tried everything we could. Uh, a company came in and undercut us, and I know I'm one hundred percent. I know I'm getting that group back. We've already laughed at it with the owner. Take the year or two of savings that they'll give you. They're coming back. There's no way with where our claims experience was that they're going to be able to be able to hold that. He was a friend of mine. I mean, it was a substantial amount of money, but I think that helped uh, solidify that relationship even more because he's, you know, he appreciates the honesty saying like, I, you know, you can save like literally thousands <laughs> a year, uh, you know, do it. If, if that's what it needs to be, that we checked it, made sure that the design was the same, but like, I can't wait for that renewal to come in because they're coming right back over again. What kind of impact does your group benefits book have on your revenue stream, Corey? You know, it's a substantial part of my income, but um, it's, it's, it's really hard to tell that number because, you know, I'll get paid X from the groups we have, you know, as the renewals come up. But that's not that's not it. I mean, all the other pieces are sitting outside of that between home renewals, car renewals, uh, TFSAs. It's a really tough one to gauge. And I, I, really, I don't think we have a way to really measure those uh, parameters, but I know based on what I've brought in and where we get all these clients from, it is a substantial piece of my income because it, it equates to so much more. It's the commissions plus all the referrals we get from it that go to the different product lines, as well as you know life as well. So thank you very much, Corey. Uh, some great information. What we haven't talked about is just how successful you have been uh, with that line of business. Three-time national top group producer, three-time regional top producer, and currently running at about $2.5 million a year in premium. So, so thank you very much. Any final thoughts or advice for your fellow advisors? Um, learn the product, of course, but I think all of us, most of us have, have had benefits at some point. So we understand the product more than we think. Um, and just, just go at it. it. Start talking to people. Commercial clients would be probably what I started with mainly. Um, and there's, we have tons of those in our book. So <laughs> endless resources. Just start talking about it and reaching out to, uh, and for the first few appointments, you can bring in Sherry or whoever, whoever your reps are. Um, they'll come with you on all those appointments if you want. I'd, I use them on the, the first few and and I was surprised sometimes talking to people of what I actually did retain and knew I sounded like I knew what I was doing. <laughs> it's like all product lines. You just have to jump in, get some experience. With commercial, it takes, you know, lots of time to try to get your head around all the different lines and every business is different. Group is so easy. Um, I put the, the quote sheet is the simplest thing we've ever had. We basically seen that, you know, you're, if you had a team that I need your name, your position, how long you've been there, how much you make, gender, and you write everyone in, we send the quote, the group does everything. They bring the quote back. It, it couldn't be easier. Like, and then implementing, I just put one in. It's basically filling the paper with the client. It's, it's very, very simple. <laughs> um, and with being new, it's a great way to start building up all your other product lines. It, 
it's, it's, a, it's a launching pad to, you know, all those other their product lines. For more tips, insights, and stories from your fellow advisors, please subscribe to the Advisor Network Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas for future podcasts, or just need someone to walk you through how to subscribe, contact me at brad underscore scott at cooperators.ca. Eight or nine years later, we've been dealing with the benefits and the pension. So the first time we quoted their commercial, um, I had eight of their VPs plus the president and an expat uh, from Japan sitting in a room. They really liked us. And this is where I'd say, don't be afraid to lead, lead with group because I would have never got in there otherwise. And basically what happened is we, so they went to market. They were paying, say, 150000 for their premium. Uh, we were at 190 <laughs> and they look at the numbers like, no, it was like something of a TV show. Every book slammed closed in order like 10 times <laughs> that shut that down in a hurry. But hand high led with commercial, you know, thinking, trying to get that I'd have no business. I think we're in a better spot now. If we get the commercial, great. That's an addition too. but uh, had I led with commercial, I'd have zero all this time. <laughs>